0: Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh,
1: Lord.
0: <laughs> What's up? <laughs> you guys, we're back. Yep. So many things have happened in the last couple of months. hmm I pushed a watermelon out of my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say you had a baby, but okay, we can say that too. Right, but watermelon...
1: Sure. Yeah, I'd I'd like to you. say that too.
0: <laughs> I can drink again. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a highlight. That's something to look forward to.
2: I've definitely been seeing that all over Instagram.
0: Oh, girl. Yep.
2: I'm like,
1: where's she? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, drinking responsibly.
1: Right. Exactly. Always drink responsibly.
0: That's important. Yes. And we did something completely new for the podcast. Yee. Instead of reading our usuals, we have picked up a graphic novel called Heartstopper. And I just want to go ahead and send an apology to Alexa because Alexa told me about this, I think, like two years ago. Facts.
2: She definitely did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that we didn't listen, but bitch, oh my God, it's so good. It really is.
2: It is. It's a really good graphic novel.
0: And it's
1: something that we we're really trying to, you know... Uh, Mix up what we usually read, you know, take take some steps away from fantasy for a bit. Put some more adult content out there. And if you guys have any adult wrecks, let us know so we can add it to the list. Yeah.
0: Yes. Within, within reason, don't ever <laughs> recommend no shit to me. Like, what, what the fuck was it? The Never what? King? Don't do that. Why? Don't do that. Court of the Vampire Queen? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Hello? How are you? My name is. You don't get that there.
1: That's like some dark, dark, dark fantasy. It's just straight. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my
2: God. From page
0: one. It's like that porn that doesn't have a plot to just get straight into it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me get warmed up first. What's going on? We need the foreplay.
1: Please stop. I haven't read those books, but Katie, I've read some Katie Robert.
0: Yeah, she she does not play. No,
1: no, she gets she gets into it. No, the book Ash read was sounded. Let's
2: not even. All right, look, I don't know which TikToker it was who was like, "Oh, y'all need to read the haunting of Adeline, and then the hunt hunting of Adeline." But me and you need to have a fucking conversation. We need to have a very serious conversation. Because I need to know, what type of trauma did you... What hurt you? Who hurt you?
0: Because that... (laughs) That... I saw one TikTok that was like, yeah, he cut off somebody's hands and sent it to her in a box. I was like, no, thank you. I will not be purchasing. (laughs) Remove from cart. Okay,
2: see, that didn't bother me. It was the other stuff that was done to her by him. That made me sit and be like, is there something wrong with me? Like, I'm really in here
0: (laughs) (laughs) reading this book.
2: Like, is there something wrong with me?
0: Yeah, no, thank you. You can just go ahead and keep that to yourself and your therapist. Thanks. I'm good. (laughs) Thanks. Between you and your
1: therapist. I've read
0: a book called (gasps) Denivipus.
1: Oh my God! That's another one that was blowing up, where people were like, "Do not read this." Yeah, N- I, there's some stuff in there that I'd never try. Like, oh, she said that I would never like. And I mean, I I'd like to think that I'm pretty um, you know, open minded. But that is <laughs> mm. no. It's like it's like for people who like sex with a, a a a kiss of death. If that's what you like, then don't you read those type of books? I'm good. It's 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 something. Anyway. So when you when you put in your regs, please stray away from those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you give us the please. List, please please and those. thank you.
1: Yes. Um,
0: mm, on that note, thanks for coming back to the Novel Society. <laughs> we are raunchier than ever, guys. <laughs> Louder, raunchier, and more offensive.
2: <laughs> Here we go. No.
0: Oh, God. Okay, so we read Heartstopper by Alice Oseman. Uh, first graphic novel of the podcast. I think the second graphic novel that I've ever read, the first one was Persepolis and that was in high school. So that was really oh, wow. Cool. Cause I didn't read that of my own accord. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. Who forced you to read that? <laughs> I don't even remember her name, but I I hated her as the teacher.
2: Oh, hated I know which her. one you're talking about. Let's keep it moving. I know who you're talking she about. She was like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't remember her, but I do remember she was horrible. Miss Marine. Mm-mm. It
2: wasn't Miss O'Neill. Miss O'Neill was lovable.
0: No, I love Miss O'Neill.
2: Yeah, Miss O'Neill was lovable. Shout out to Miss O'Neill, she if she listens. <laughs> Shout oh my god, out. yes.
0: Shout, Shout out. out to Miss O'Neal. We love you, Miss O'Neill. <laughs> Best English teacher ever. Thanks. I love that woman. Um, I don't remember. I, you know what? She doesn't matter. She there doesn't matter she because doesn't I, matter. Don't, if I can't remember who she was. She pissed me off that bad. I don't remember. I know that she, um, she taught on... You know what? Fuck it. It don't matter. She don't matter. Moving on. <laughs> you guys, this is a really quick and fun read. I just want to start off by saying, do I like romance books now?
2: um wait a minute i think you do and i will say i think it started after the love hypothesis because i think it did clearly did not like when we first started this podcast you were like you made it a very straight line like here's the line in the sand i don't like love romance books and i was like okay well that cut our
1: list in half and as always (laughs) we prove her wrong all right all right (laughs) Yep. We always seem to get her to expand your horizons a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like when it comes to romance, you have to do it in a certain way where it's not insta-love, where you're, you're going through something. You're like, your relationship is challenged. Like there's elements to it for it not to feel like it's, just a waste of 300 pages and i feel like alice osman she touches on a lot of topics that are hard but doesn't in such a light-hearted way where even if you do cry your heart isn't broken you know it's it, it, you're feeling something different and you resonate with the characters she has a way in her writing to make you empathize yeah and i don't see that in a lot of romance writing
0: she's really good at that she is she is and it's just like throughout the whole book i i Didn't take notes while I was um, reading the whole thing. Because I was just like so into it, like turning the pages. I also love how she reflected all of the emotions like in the art as well. Yeah. It was done beautifully. Like, you know how when you're reading and you're picturing it in your head? yeah, It was so nice to actually see them like blushing and like trying to figure out the right thing to say. But then backspacing and oh my God, it was so cute.
1: Mm -hmm. It was. It was so cute. And I love how graphic novels like you like you said you don't have to rely on your imagination you can really see things. And I felt like for the issues that are discussed in this book in particular, it really does help you get that empathy because you're yeah. like dang, these young people, these things are happening to them they're so young like and she just portrayed it so well. The insecurity of like teenage love. I also went through
2: the ups and downs that Nick felt mm-hmm. with everything and I was just because it's, it's what you feel when you're a teenager, like you're unsure, you're, you, you get this boost of confidence here, but then it's like, oh my God. And then you start really thinking about it and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And you start backpedaling and then you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And the fact that he just constantly said sorry every time. I
0: know. And Nick yes. is like, you don't, what are you apologizing for? Yeah. He's like, stop doing that. It's so relatable because everybody can remember a time in their life where that happened. Or even just. Having a crush on someone who just does not treat you well. Oh. Yes, that too. Oh. I
1: felt like this book really, like, if you experienced it either as first person or second or third person, it really like gave you like flashbacks. You remember someone who went through something like that. You saw something similar, like. But everyone knows a Ben. Oh my god, yes. Mm. I love the illustrations, even like the illustrations that didn't have language, where it was just expression
0: done really well. Yeah, like I would be looking at their expression after like they sent a text, or they were trying to figure out what to say, and I'd be like. Out, like, ah! it's so cute. Yeah. It was just super sweet. And oh my God, I love Nick so much. So much. One of the things that I really liked was that the story highlighted him kind of questioning himself and questioning his sexuality yes because i feel like that's not really discussed enough yeah i feel like that was it was really nice to to see like oh okay well i i don't really know i'm not sure like i really like this guy
2: oh my god when he googled it i was like oh Oh my god i know and all the stuff popped (laughs) up like gay quiz yes he was
0: like ah it's just like you
2: Yeah, yeah. But then it was also relatable being the fact that when you're growing up, the norm that everybody hears or sees is boy and girl. He had a crush on a girl. And so obviously him going from that, and and you could tell like the moment him and Charlie had their dynamic and it was clear as day, like they were super comfortable with each other, very chill. They could talk to each other about anything, like almost like soulmates, you know what I mean? Like it was like, very yeah. much compatible, I have you, you have me type of thing. Moment that happened, he was like, wait, do I like this guy? Do I really like this guy? Is Could this be something romantic and not just platonic? That's something that a lot of teenagers go through. Yeah. You think the norm is this. You think that you fit in that norm. And then stuff happens and you're like, oh, wait, maybe I don't fit in that norm. Maybe, maybe you know, this is something different. This is, This is my experience instead of the other thing. I thought it was well written and well thought out and like shown very well how like he was kind of semi freaking out, kind of semi panicking, like, oh my God, is this really, could this be it? Like that type of thing. It was just
1: so cute. Oh my God. And I love that he was like the jock. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So do I. I. I love that, you know, they didn't choose just any, like she, she, she wanted to really set an example of someone who. Has that peer pressure of being the manly, manly, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of guy. And where he has this peer pressure where, you know, same-sex relationships are not encouraged. Yeah. What I like about this romance a lot is it doesn't... It's not heavy on, like, sexual tension. Instead, it's heavy on friendship. friendship. And I love that they fell in love through their friendship because it wasn't insta-love. It wasn't something where... You know, they're just diving into making out like it shows Wick with Ben and like the first page. It wasn't like that. It was genuinely these just two people Mm -hmm. that love spending time with each other and they discovered different levels of enjoyment with one another over time. Like that's that's just all it was.
0: It's just another level that makes it so fucking cute. I could die. And so wholesome. Like, ah. (laughs) That's
2: what it is. It's like a very wholesome type of love.
0: Yeah. Him being
2: a jock, right? It just kept being reiterated that rugby is a tough sport. It's a, a, you know, a strong man sport. So when he asked Charlie to join because he's quick for the team, Charlie immediately is like, ah. I think I'm a little weak for this. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> and 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 Nick is like, no. Well, how would you know if you didn't try? And like them, him helping him in that process and bonding with him that way was like, I just it made me want to keep
0: going. I was like, okay, how do we
2: get here? How do we get here?
0: How does Nick get here? Like, I need to know. Girl, when he picked him up and he was running across the field, I was like, I'm gonna yes! die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> I <was> like, oh. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. And I love how he was like, I don't even know how to play rugby. He's like, I'll teach you. Oh. Like he's always striving and I think this the reason why so many people like them together. He's always striving to make Charlie comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Always striving to make Charlie feel secure and he wants to always try to create or manipulate an environment for it to him to feel like he can be himself so that they can have a good friendship. They can have a better friendship. Like, we're not going to have a good day if you're, you know, feeling some type of way. So what can I do to make you feel better about either yourself or the environment you're in? So healthy. I love that. So healthy. I love <gasps> green that. Green
2: flags. Facts. <laughs> Nick is a green flag. Oh, my God. Strive to be like Nick. <laughs>
0: I also really liked the um the scene on the field with I think her name was Miss Singh, the um gym teacher or what have you. Or oh, rugby yeah, coach. Yeah. I can't remember. Miss Singh. Yeah, yeah. Miss Singh. Miss Singh. Yeah, yeah, but she was like, you can't tell whether people are gay or not by what they look like. And gay and straight aren't the only options. So I was like, one more time for the people in the back. Number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, like, yes. <laughs> like I just oh yeah, she was she was telling the rest
2: of the rugby team that because they yeah. were because awesome. it was clear as day. To everybody else that Nick had a crush or something on Charlie. It was clear as day. And, like, it was just Nick truly didn't didn't see it himself just yet. And, obviously, like, there was only... I think there was only one guy out of that group that was, like, instigating it in a negative way. And that was the dude
1: that Miss Singh was talking to. And I like how she didn't shy away from that. Yeah. Yes. She made it so that there were frank conversations about stereotypes of people who are gay and, you know, the judgments. And Mm -hmm. I mean, she she created she found a way to create a dialogue about all of those issues. But in a way, not to make you feel offended, not to make you feel uncomfortable. Like you just wanted to keep reading and rooting for the
0: good guys. I also like that she shut that shit down at the end, too. She was like, and it's rude to judge or try to judge people's sexuality anyway.
2: Thank you. The moment I read that, I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> I was like, "Yes!" Like dude,
0: she deserves her snaps. X. That's
2: a good teacher. That's a good adult who's present with the children. Yes, and it that's is. like a good learning lesson.
1: Can we talk about Ben for a second? The <gasps> Do bag? we have to? Douchebag. Not too long. Not too long. But PSA: If you know someone <laughs> who is like Ben,
0: red flag. Red fucking flag. He needs
1: an ass whooping. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm with Stephanie. He need an ass whooping first. Red flag, but need an <laughs> ass whooping.
0: But also opening up a safe space. And you, if you are in a a situation like that yourself, just know that you you need to get out of there. Correct. And you are worth more. Correct. You are worth much more. Absolutely. And then beat his ass or her
2: ass. If you are a Ben, like if you are actually a Ben, where fuck
0: is you doing here? Get the fuck off my podcast. <laughs> I- <laughs> Or go read a book. <laughs> or go to fucking therapy.
2: That's what I was going to yes. say. Go to therapy, open up to somebody. Clearly, there are some issues there. Ben, ultimately, I think having somebody who would provide him with, with a safe space to open up about would have benefited him. Because there was a lot that was happening that I was like, oh, okay. This is why. If, if this person had an adult that maybe wouldn't talk down to him or wouldn't make him feel a certain type of way, then he wouldn't have been that type of character and he wouldn't have put
0: Charlie in that situation that he put him in. It's also like I think that if more adults at the school had did something or said something when Charlie was getting bullied, then he might have felt a little bit more comfortable. Like you said, had an adult that was able to, you know, help him out, listen to him. But because he watched Charlie go through being bullied like that, he was probably like, "Oh, I know for sure I can't ever ever come out, which again isn't an excuse. you need help
2: no exactly. it's clearly you definitely need need
1: some type of help if you're like if in generally speaking if you're in a in a situation or you know someone in a situation who who's something similar, one thing is you don't have to make a decision right away. that's up to you, but just surround yourself with people who give you the option to have that safe space with them, yes, and then when you are ready. You find that outlet. You find that rescue. And vice versa. If you're a person where you know someone is in a situation like this, create a space for them where when you're ready, come to me and I'll help you. Don't force them. Don't try to, because you can clearly see here in this book, and I know it's fictional, but there is truth behind it where you just can't tell a person, you're in an abusive situation, you have to leave. It, it doesn't work no. that way. It's it's cyclical. It, it's It's really the strength lies in the person who's being hurt. And that is what he did for Charlie. He created a safe space for him, for him to feel like he can come to him and finally have the courage to tell Ben, I'm not seeing you no more, you know, because now he knows what it feels like. And I loved when he told him, you're only coming to me because I make you feel good when you just want to kiss a boy, but Mm -hmm. you're... This is about your insecurities and your feelings, but you're trying to make it seem like I'm the one who's not worthy. You know, you're the you're the one with the problem and you're taking it out on me. And I love that he finally found his voice.
0: I love that he punched him in the fucking face, too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes well deserved like how inappropriate was him for been to slam him against the wall and force his self Bro. on him like that's serious but alice osman did it in a way where it didn't make you feel uncomfortable it didn't make you feel like you know like it really it sucked you in and but in a wholesome yeah. way you know yeah. i think that was a very important topic and i loved how she portrayed that between those characters now see that's
0: a case where stalking is actually very helpful <laughs> when because you know in twilight and yes everything relates back to twilight you know when twilight oh my here it up, here <laughs> go. shut it up shut it up in twilight when edward was stalking bella and he just comes out of nowhere he's like ah get in the car i should go back and kill those people ah. like this the way that alice did it with nick coming to the rescue for charlie was very like oh like heartwarming like oh i feel safe you know Mm rereading twilight i'm like how the fuck did you get here danger (laughs) 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 but even when he when he said i i I,
1: you look stressed so i followed you because i want to make sure you were okay it's sweet it's so
0: sweet like i could fucking cry i feel like i'm oozing
1: like fucking love and it's sickening now tell me If it wasn't a graphic novel and you just saw that text, you would question it. Like, did he say it in a way where it was like, I followed you and you look straight. You can see through the images. I love that. I I felt like that this needed that. I felt like this probably would have read different if it weren't a graphic
2: novel. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Can we take a minute to talk about Charlie's friends? Because they got on my nerves.
0: Oh, like Nick, he's straight. You're falling for a straight man. Just look at him. Don't even do this to yourself.
2: It kind of felt like I understood why they were being like why they were saying that. But it just I feel like there was another way to do that without being uh, saying it that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they annoyed the fuck out of me. I felt like they, they could have been a little nicer.
0: I actually I didn't realize that at that point. That they were they were giving off that vibe in mm. my head. I was just like, listen, bitch, I got tickets and I'm getting on the train. Either you come in, or you're gonna get left the fuck behind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: either you are on board with this, or you are going to be left at the station.
1: I felt like that was purposeful because I have so many friends and family who are gay, and they always talk about falling for a straight person. Oh, I felt like okay. I felt like it in how like the pain behind that and how they're like, dang, you know, if only. And I felt like it was, again, one of the topics that she wanted to address mm-hmm. in this book she addressed it with his friends um, because I guess he has a history of just having crushes on people who either are not gay or don't portray to be gay. Right. Like someone like Ben. Right. Really quick, can we talk about Nick's mom? Yes.
2: Oh. Nikki? She calls him Nikki. She's a sweetheart.
0: She is. But how supportive
1: she was. As yes. a single mother.
0: Very supportive. You seem to really like him. You can be yourself around him. And I was like, oh, the moment she said that, I was like, mama knows. Mama knows. I was yeah. like,
1: okay. I love, I love how supportive she was. And you know, I find it like we're reading this story now and we're now all three of us officially boy moms. Yeah. Yes. Like we're the boy mom crew. And I want to make my son feel loved. And like no matter what decisions he makes, I am home Mm -hmm. and you could be whatever version of yourself you want to be with me and I will always love you, you know, and don't ever feel like whatever pressures you're dealing with and whatever stress that's outside, you don't have to bring it here. Like this, this is a safe space. Yes. And she created that for him. And I love that.
0: And that is so, oh my God, that's so important. And I've been thinking about that like a lot, you know, Mm. like even when I'm just talking to Miles and I'm like, you're not allowed to date anybody until you're like 40 and you're not allowed to kiss any (laughs) girls or boys. You're not allowed to kiss anybody but mommy and daddy. (laughs) Like, I just, I want to start that right now, making sure that he knows that I love him no matter what. Right. That he's comfortable mm-hmm. with himself and that his sexuality as he grows, exactly.
1: Yeah, and I think like in the world we live in right now, books like this can be easily banned. Oh my god, quote, on, oh, quote so unquote, fucking
0: stupid, stupid, yeah, quote exactly. unquote.
1: You know, and you, you just, I love that this, this, these stories came out in such a a good time where young people needed it more than ever. Mm-hmm. So. Help them navigate this time in their life, like, who their real friends are, what's considered a healthy relationship, unhealthy, regardless of what orientation you are. Like, it's just so needed because right now everything is, we went from a period where everything was being whitewashed to now everything is being straight, straight washed.
0: (laughs) Bruh. Yes. No, seriously.
1: (laughs) And now they're just, they can't pick and choose. They're just going back and forth doing both. I loved how this didn't shy away from those topics and those hard choices that people have to make. What else to talk about?
0: I'm still oozing with joy and happiness and it feels strange.
2: (laughs) We should also mention, I guess, how supportive Charlie's family is. Nick is from a single parent household. Charlie's from a full house where he was the middle child um, and he had both parents. And clearly the family knew. He was openly, obviously openly gay and stuff. And when he brought Nick over, there was no side eye. There was no like, oh, there was nothing. It was openly like, hi, you know, I'm such and such. And this is Nick. I liked how open they were about yeah. it. And I think it was, uh, I think it was purposely done that in that scene where Nick is meeting the family, not only did he meet the sister, but the father was also there. And like, he openly welcomed nick you know what i mean because usually it's not i don't want to say usually but i feel like maybe nine times out of ten the father is a really huge obstacle if he's still involved in regards to that type of thing so like it was to me it was nice and to see that the dad was like
0: okay hi nick like you know what i mean like what's up i also like that the sister was like she was very in tune with how they were very like they were so connecting on different levels that she was like nick um or charlie i don't think nick is like completely straight
1: right right she gave me wednesday vibe i loved she it though. Did. i loved it <laughs> but it was like it was cool she, yeah i loved it I, I loved how like whenever her character came into a scene she just like popped out of nowhere like one <laughs> yes. of day. she just appeared and like her dialogue was always like it always seemed like it was like monotone you yes. know like and her facial expressions were kind of just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where you would think that she would be like a terrible big sibling, but like she was actually really supportive. She just, you know, had her own unique way of showing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I love that. I love that. I was like, okay, Wednesday vibes. I'm with it.
0: Yes. I also um want to jump to the invite where Nick invites Charlie to. popular kids party yeah and i'm like oh my god it's a date it's a date it's a date Mm -hmm. like as soon as charlie walked in nick's whole face just lit up
2: he like clearly was looking forward to seeing charlie there and like yeah it was sweet i i was all for it the more i read the more i was like okay (laughs) we're getting to you're
0: getting there we're getting there he's infatuated with this boy to the point he where he is. was watching him sleep. He fell asleep during the movie. He's just like, oh.
2: He wanted to hold his hand. I was know. So I, was I was like, like, do, it, oh do it, do it, do it, do it. Right. When it popped up, I was like, all right, we're into there, we're into there. And then I flipped I was like, damn it.
1: I was like, I was like, don't tease me. The little romantic things of like, you can wear my sweater. And, oh, you know, my oh, God.
0: Oh, <laughs> or, oh, you're, you're shivering.
1: Let me let me hold you. You're shivering. You yeah.
0: know, like. My fucking heart is going to burst. Oh, was so it was so sweet. But
1: it
2: was nicely done and it was tastefully done. And it was done in a way that like, obviously, as you can you can tell,
1: we're swooning over it yeah. you know what I mean? and i there were so many times where i just i felt bad for nick that he was putting himself through a lot mm. but also really trying his hardest to be his best self for charlie yes yeah. like tra- he he did such a good job at like hiding it from him you know making charlie feel like he's superman but he was really like trying to like figure out his life and scared of the quote consequences yeah. of what it would mean to be gay in this world and it's just so sad you know like i, I just i enjoyed it so much the, the 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 graphics and how it was written and the emotions behind it i i think this was i think this was my first time i've ever read a male-on-male romance just romance like not like fantasy where there's just like kiki guys <laughs> like <laughs> like this was like a dedicated story on a male-on-male romance I, it was it was so well done, and I think I'm always gonna forever compare future stories to, to this, this and how this was, yeah, and yeah. how it was portrayed. It was done really well. It was I, like
2: I got sucked in, and by the time they introduced Nick, I was like, oh,
0: okay. And then it yeah, started with to that, look that up. graphic. It was like heart stopper, and I was like, yeah, oh! I was like,
2: oh, okay. So yeah, I was already no. like sucked in, but I agree with I, I agree with you, Steph. I think this this book. For like this type of stuff, like it it set the bar.
0: Yeah, definitely. And if you don't meet my expectations, you're gonna get dragged. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about Tara? Okay, no, but we're getting there. Okay, because yes. we yes. touched it, yeah. touched on it when we talked about the party. Yes. Yes. Not his friend, so-called friend, coming up and running a perfect moment between Charlie and Nick talking about, oh, yes, who's here? I hated that. Tara's here, the girl that you've had a crush on forever. Come on, let's go. Dragging him away. Like, what the fuck? And he knew. He knew exactly what he was doing, too. He wanted to mm-hmm. hurt Charlie. I
1: agree. And I think at this point, everyone knows how vulnerable Charlie is and sensitive. Yeah. yeah. The plot twist, though. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, you know, joke's on him because he's probably the only person who doesn't know that I'm gay. And I felt like in that moment, he wanted to say, me too. <laughs> right. <laughs> he did. He that did. That would have been it. That would have been it. You know, but he was just like, "Oh, okay." You know, being the gentleman he is, oh my you know. God. And yeah, I mean that backfired tremendously. The outburst
2: afterwards, mm-hmm. he was like, "Where's Charlie?" And he's he asks his friends, and that one friend basically made like some type of snide remark or something. Like Nick took it upon himself. He was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Happy fucking birthday, and dipped right. He's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, that was like the first time. That we actually saw Nick have some type of angry burst, yeah, and he got unhinged, right? But it was like the guy deserved it. It was it like to me after reading that, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Like I was clapping and applauding. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is this is good.
1: And as while that's happening, this dude runs into freaking Ben, Bro. I was like, how many times do we have to? Fucking see his face, (laughs) but his opening line is what got me. I like, oh, have you finished sulking about this yet? Oh, like you, dickhead.
0: Them be fighting words. Them be fighting words.
1: And again, still, still trying to force himself on him again. That okay? At that point, like this
2: man clearly needed an ass whooping, and that's what I expected to happen at this point in time. Like the first time, I was, I was like, you know what I mean. But the second time, I was like, this. Charlie has clearly told you, clearly. He told you no the first time. He's telling you no again. He's setting a boundary. He's telling you, you are not what he wants. You need to back the fuck up.
0: I understand what the fucking problem is. Right. No,
2: period, T. Exactly. No means no. I don't, it, it don't mean keep going. It don't mean corner me at a party. It don't mean like, oh, come on to me. It means no.
0: He lucky Charlie wasn't, wasn't carrying because his ass would have got shot the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That led up to the scene where I felt like Nick and Charlie were finally having a really frank conversation about yes. what was developing between the two of them. Yes. And I was really proud of Charlie for asking some really hard questions yeah. because I feel like the old Charlie would have like shied away from it and would have been like, oh, I'm okay. But no, he really braved and was like, asking him about tara but then he was like do you have a crush on someone like he kept digging deeper mm-hmm. and he was like what's she like and he's like who said it was a she i was like and I was like, oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know and he was like so w- you would would you go out with someone who's not a girl that was a moment that really tested nick you can tell he was struggling there I feel like we all go through something like that when mm. we're asked the question, mm-hmm. and we want to be honest, but like there's something about us that is like fighting that honesty, whatever it is. Charlie kept going. Yeah, he wanted
0: a kiss. Yeah, he's yeah. like, so would you? Would you kiss someone was a boy? I don't know. Would you kiss me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, do it!
1: Oh my god, <laughs> kiss! You! Oh my god, do it! And he got what he wanted, and I felt bad because it didn't like. Because I felt like Nick wasn't ready. Mm. It soured the moment yeah. afterwards. But I feel like maybe this was a time where Charlie needed to push him. In a healthy way, of course. For him to really get closer to who he truly is. The same way Nick has done that for Charlie. Right. But it, it was such a beautiful moment. And I love how it was the illustrations. There were like leaves and flowers. Yes. And all their kissing <sighs> moments. And it focused like the snippets were like just on the eyes. You know, mm. it 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 wasn't made to be like, you know, elusive images. It was just focusing on the eyes while they were kissing or when they were looking at each other. And I loved it. I loved it so much, that
0: moment. <laughs> it was so sweet. And then it was fucking ruined. Because <laughs> <laughs> nosy ass people can't mind their fucking business. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. also
2: kind of gave Nick, because I, I think Stephanie was right. I think Nick wasn't really ready yeah for that physical intimacy
1: yeah
2: with charlie and so he was like okay this gives me the opportunity to get out of here clear my head and he he left which clearly left charlie like oh my god i'm an idiot i'm stupid he he fell back into his his habit oh it's it's my fault i did something wrong yeah. Which we all know, no, that's that's not what it is. And then the car ride
0: with his dad, like, I felt so bad for I him know. afterwards. Oh, God. Uh, He's like, no, He Nick went to hang out with his other friends. Like, oh, no.
1: Charlie, right. no. Come on,
0: man. Yeah. You're
1: killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> the text message at the end broke my heart. Yeah. He didn't know like what was like the right thing to say. Like do I tell Charlie I'm confused or do I tell make up a story on why I had to like get out of there? And he just felt so guilty about it. Again, it it really didn't I feel like if this wasn't a graphic novel it would have came off as oh he just dipped.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: You can really see here, like, the emotions and the pain that he was feeling, and and that's it. We wait for volume two. Oh my god, cliffhanger! Uh. (laughs) I really like how
2: both of their emotions were portrayed, Yeah, because both emotions are valid, especially in that type of situation. Like, neither one of them is right or wrong when it happens, and, and Charlie leaves, and Nick is like, oh my god, I need to go back, I need to, like, actually sit and have a conversation with him, or I need to actually, like, you know, be in the room with him, maybe talk this out or whatever. And I just really liked how it was portrayed because those are are both very um, realistic outcomes mm. to something that could happen like that. And then like they're both very valid in how they feel and how to to approach each other afterward. To me, I I just like how realistic these emotions are, yeah. especially you know for this type of of like first time love type of thing. You know, Nick and stuff and and for charlie who probably feels a really nice deep connection with somebody that he hasn't had before
1: young love is hard as is yes so with that extra element of being gay in a world where there's still so much controversy and hate over it Mm -hmm. and he already had a taste of it you know and nick hasn't so he's already coming into this scarred about owning up to his sexuality Whereas Nick is seeing this with fresh eyes. It really does just show like the struggles in that, you know, but I feel like. That had a benefit to teaching Charlie other things that he may not have been taught had he been in a relationship with someone who was already well into their sexuality. Maybe Charlie wouldn't have the growth he had. I like how very supportive they both were. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen in the next volume?
0: Girl, I'm thinking that Charlie is going to think that he pulled a bend on him and it's going to be this whole thing. And I'm really hoping that he forgives Nick because... Nick is such a sweetheart and he's going to explain to him the truth. So I'm just hoping that they reconcile. But I definitely think that we're going to get a lot more of Nick kind of finding himself Mm -hmm. and maybe Mm -hmm. them trying to test out how they might be if they were in a relationship. what that would look like. Yeah, what it would look like, what it would feel like. So, yeah, yeah, I think that Nick is probably going to get not as much like bullying and and hate that Charlie got. But I think that he is going to experience that firsthand and that might also Mm -hmm. scare him. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, they're a strong couple. Or they can be a strong couple. So I'm hoping that they can ride it out. They have a strong
1: friendship. They do. So I feel like that'll override anything. Exactly. And that's the foundation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bitch. Oh, I ship this. I ship this hard.
1: The Netflix show. Jeez. So we definitely have to watch this Netflix show. And then season two is coming out in August. It is? So, Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, bitch. August 2nd? I have to double check. All right.
2: Whoever is listening to this, our our listeners, please comment. But is the first season just the first book or is book one and two? No, it's
1: the first first book.
2: Because I was concerned because of how short the book is.
1: Matter of fact, you're right. You're right. It does go further. Okay.
2: I only wanted to watch the first episode and I didn't want to jump into the second episode just yet because I was like, let me get the second volume. And read some of the second one before I jump in watching the second yeah. one. I was like, because I don't want what happened with like Shadow and Bone, where we only read Shadow oh, and Bone and then we watched that. the show and there were characters that neither Morgan nor I knew about. And then we we're like, what the fuck? That's
0: different though, because those weren't characters from the second book. Those were characters from the extended series. That was different. They fucked up. Right.
2: But like people who had read... You know, all of the books in their entirety, when they watched the show, I think they had like a better understanding of everything that was being said, everything that was going on, all of that stuff, right? Whereas Morgan and I, we were like, who the
1: fuck is this? The fuck is is this?
0: this? (laughs) Why are they here? Like, they know, they botched that shit.
1: Yeah, so we could, we're gonna do volume two and then we're gonna watch season one. Yes. And then hopefully by the time season two comes, we've read. 3 and 4. Mhm mhm
0: mhm. Oh, absolutely. This is such a like a very quick read. I know. Like I was able to I was able to read this while Miles was down for a yeah. nap.
2: Like 30 minutes, I was finished with this book yeah. in 30 minutes and I was like, oh, "Okay. Yeah. Go yeah. cool about my day."
0: Okay. So, continuing on The Love Train, we will be reading Heartstopper Volume 2. Mm-hmm. So, stay tuned for that. I don't know when it'll come out. It'll come out when we feel like it's coming out. Damn it. We have lives. But- we have lots. <laughs> what the show? There's a the lot of show? shit going on. Oh <laughs> yeah, the show. I was like, "Oh, stay tuned. We'll we'll read it and we'll come out with it next week." But I'm like, I can't commit to that. I got a screaming demon in here. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Every man. time he screams, I'm like, poof. What do you <laughs> need? <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> that is motherhood to the T, man. Thanks. it'll come out when it comes out damn it we're reading volume two next stay tuned we'll make an
1: announcement to be clear (laughs) our intention is to finish the four volumes that are out now currently and then jump into the series the netflix series exactly yeah yeah Yeah.
0: that's what i said that that part. it's just
1: not two we're gonna continue (laughs) and by the time season two comes out we would have read all four books so we can enjoy the series Yes, yes yes
0: yes And don't have to worry about potential spoilers. Correct. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, shit, what are our fucking socials again? God <laughs> damn. Don't forget to follow us on social media at the Novel Society Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok and at the Novel Society Pod on Twitter. That's your cue, yeah? <laughs> I know, but we're back.
2: So it's it's going to take a minute. I know, it's so hard to <laughs> say. It's so hard. With that being said, we thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we love you guys. And, oh, I was ready to be like, and always say why at heart. That's how far back. Oh, That's how
1: far whoa, back.
0: Oh, no. You guys always do this.
2: <laughs> I, just, I don't know how to end it. Listen. my guys. I had
0: an excuse. I had an excuse before. See, I'm, <laughs> have an
2: excuse. I'm tired. All right. Well, you got to redo <laughs> it, Ash. You got to redo it. Um...
0: Wait, what do I usually oh say? I can't even
2: remember what I usually say.
0: You're like, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Okay. We love you guys and we'll see you next time. All right. That's, yep, that's usually what you right. say. Well, shit, I basically closed the goddamn <laughs> show.
2: All right, here we go. Um, welcome back to the Novel Society. See you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: See you.